Hello once again all and welcome to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and all I ever wanted for Christmas was some cha-cha heels. <laughs> and here as always with my friend, my co-host. Um, yeah, I'm Dan Ryan, and <laughs> I, I would just really like to buy Jonathan a pair of those Monkey D. Luffy Nikes oh uh, before he passes away on Christmas Eve. <laughs> so I can burn them. <laughs> but thank you for the gesture, Dan. Mm-hmm. Here, as always, we are watching anime, getting into this holiday season with a holiday that has nothing to do with the current holiday going on. We're going back to Halloween for an episode today oh, in okay. Oran High School Host Club Academy. That's fine. But uh, it's adjacent, I suppose. Yeah. I'm supposed to come a little earlier, but eh, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, we got uh, our opening segment here, oh. uh, as with the catering provided by Wawa, mm. is uh, <laughs> not officially, of course, um, but we do have a lot of news items. We have a lot of news items from last week that uh, we neglected to get to, or I neglected to get to, yes. um, that we want to cover, mm-hmm. and obviously we had some big doings this week, too, mm-hmm. that we want to get through, Yes. Uh, so bear with us. We got a lot. We got a lot to unpack. Yeah. We got we to gotta stay disciplined and on target. And there's nothing better that we do than waste time by talking to each other about yes. our opening segment that's yes. sometimes longer than the episode, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the way things run around here. So I'm going to, I'm going to take charge. I got one big thing that I want to mention before I forget. All right. Uh, this past week, they released a preview for Akira, Akira Toriyama's Sandland, mm-hmm. um, which is a manga, a more recent manga of his uh, that has not received any kind of anime adaptation, like unlike Dr. Slump and the other things that have mm-hmm. gotten adapted over the years. Um, so Sandland is coming. It, they put out a trailer implying that we're getting some kind of announcement any day now. Uh, it might be a little 3D CGI anime, either like a limited series or a movie perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very happy that that series is finally getting attention. It's got like a really unique kind of Mad Max-ish aesthetic to it. I've never heard of it before. Um, well, look it up. You'll you'll notice, mm-hmm. uh, like, very distinctive main characters, and it actually has a connection. Like, if you go and look up what it is, you'll probably be able to guess the connection pretty fast, but it does have a connection to Dragon Ball, hmm. into that world. Okay. Um, but it takes... It's its own thing, hmm. and it uh, it should be good. I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to see more Toriyama stuff adapted. So. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll jump in with anime I'm currently watching, Chainsaw mm-hmm. Man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have no idea what's gonna happen. Some wild things are happening on this latest episode. People are dead, people are back to life, main characters are axed. Mm-hmm. I said, what's going on? Yeah. I don't know where this series is going, the many twists and turns. It does. Yeah. 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 Have you have you started uh, Bleach, Thousand Year War? No, yet? I haven't yet. Okay. It's on the list. I got a lot of catching up to do with both those, mm-hmm. but... I think we're we're in a good stretch here, yeah. as promised, because we we were projecting that around the fall the anime was going to start rolling out. Yeah. Still no Berserk on Netflix though. Still no Berserk on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> I um I was happy for a brief moment because mm-hmm. uh, the 1997 good Berserk anime, only 25 episodes, was apparently going to come to Netflix, mm-hmm. and it did for every other country besides the U.S. and Canada. Of course. Um, so there is still no official capacity in which any of us here in the States can watch that, and I was waiting to bring it to the podcast for that, just so that everyone, our listeners at home, has like an official means to watch it. As I mentioned months ago, there is still a YouTube like uh, playlist up with all of the episodes, mm-hmm. but... Again, with the Matrix YouTube copyright strike robots, you never know how long that's going to last. Mm. So, you know, uh, get on that while you can. 
or we'll see, we'll wait and see. Maybe, you know, it's always possible that Netflix is waiting to time it with some other berserk announcement, mm. which we are apparently due for. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. No berserk <laughs> for now. <laughs> no. We'll continue to be patient and wait, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we talk about a certain Jamie Lee Curtis movie last week? No. Oh, God. So, do you want to talk about a certain Jamie Lee Curtis movie this week? I, well, we have to. Yeah. Um Last week's post-podcast episode... As we often do to detox from the strenuous work that is hosting this podcast. The, the anime was not a mistake after hours, yeah. uh, non-recorded blue light special. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, I'll get Dan good. And you did. It was Halloween Ends. And it was one of the worst movies I've seen. Mm. And I know I've said that a lot, ladies and gentlemen. I, I know. I, I have seen that. I, I've said that far too many times. And we got a lot to unpack in terms of DC stuff because oh, the monkey's paw keeps keeps curling. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Halloween Ends was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts? Like, a lot of wasted opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking as we were watching it and... You know, for fun, we do, like, the script doctoring. We, we think over, like, okay, what would be the normal movie thing to happen here? What would be a fun thing to happen here? Mm-hmm. And they didn't take advantage of any of it. No. Um, the... I, I, I already forgot everyone's names. Yeah. Um, except Lori and Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the basic premise is that f- four years yeah. after the events of Halloween Kills... Mm-hmm. Um, the town of, uh, of of Hooterville, whatever the fuck the the Halloween movies yeah. are set, mm-hmm. uh, is still suffering. Mm-hmm. It is it is seemingly suffered an economic and spiritual downturn, where the shadow of Michael Myers has left the town sullen and sad, and mm-hmm. people are angry, people are snapping at each other. Uh, it's not a good place to live. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is a is an author now who is writing a book about the effects that Michael Myers has had on the community. Yep. Having an on-and-off relationship with her sheriff. Sheriff friend. Yeah, who wants to see the sakura blossoms bloom. He, he, oh God, well, yeah, we'll get into that. But um, And her, her granddaughter, uh, because her daughter Karen was killed at the end of Halloween yeah, Kills. Judy Greer. Um, mm-hmm. So the granddaughter is now um, working at a hospital. I think... With a focus on psychology, yeah, we don't know, but mm-hmm. she's interested in 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 bad boys. Yeah. Like she she has a thing where she wants to fix the bad boys, mm-hmm. and in comes this boy, redditor main character uh, who um, is the focus of the film. Is the focus of the film? He um, in the midst of the Michael Myers frenzy, he accidentally question mark kills a kid that he is babysitting mm-hmm. and so the town abandons him metaphorically he is kind of an outcast he is seen as like a, a another a, a second coming of the serial killer yeah. um that this town seems to create mm-hmm. and that without spoiling too much of the movie seems to push him into becoming yeah. a new michael myers There's clearly that's the direction they wanted to take this franchise in but didn't yeah or mm-hmm. the the granddaughter could have also become a new Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. That that was my reading was that at any given because she was like like tolerant of of like him going up to her and being mm-hmm. like I killed people and mm-hmm. she's like mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. So it's like 
either one of them could have become the next generation of of Halloween killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the shape, yep. what whatever the yeah. he's called in yeah, in canon, mm-hmm. and they don't do any of it. They don't do anything interesting with any of that. No, no the band geeks bully him. Uh, boys who don't finish their dinner don't get their custard. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of choices made in this film. So many choices, and they're all, like, for something that has, has been beaten and and, 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 and and just milked as much as the Halloween franchise has, no one believes that this is going to be the end of anything. So no. why not, like, tease something for the future? Hmm. I don't know if I because it's say it's it, gonna yeah. make it that much stupider when inevitably someone in that mask comes back to this town. Mm-hmm. But Michael, by the end of the movie, is ground beef. So yeah. how are they gonna do that? I don't know, Dan. Unless he has like Majin Buu regeneration, how is he gonna do that? Yeah, I and just... he might, he might, because this this makes him supernatural. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which was something that the other movies had refrained from. Yeah. So. It, it, disappointing as i spoke on previously i liked one thing was like jamie lee curtis is like this is my out mm-hmm. kind of giving me a fitting end or her a fitting end mm-hmm. um but i feel like she could be dragged back into this yeah it wasn't in a good movie so i didn't have that emotional punch that i wanted no for this uh final girl of horror legend to get a proper send-off mm-hmm. it was kind of like oh a refrigerator fell on my crotch <laughs> that's it <laughs> Yeah, and it, I I don't, I know, I know Lori's been training, but mm-hmm. it, it just, it comes down to like, I mean, I'm guessing that's the point that like, it's, it's like a, a, a trained Lori versus a Michael Myers who hasn't absorbed enough juice to, to, to be at full strength. And then they, the whole town kind of comes together to make sure that he's gone for good. But again, I don't think that they're going to let the Halloween franchise die. Mm-hmm. So where do we go from here? I don't know, Dan. I don't know. I-, I would have to assume a back from square one reboot. But then that'll do poorly. And then Jamie Lee Curtis will come back again. Because mm-hmm. we've been through this like three times already. Yeah. If you if if someone listening to this is unfamiliar with the trajectory of the Halloween franchise, for the love of God, we have been through this like three times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Evil doesn't die tonight. It doesn't. No, it just keeps coming back in a different form. Yeah. So yeah, it was a bad <laughs> movie, sir. Was... Well, speaking on a movie that was more up your line, something we saw last night through on and off conversation. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really focusing, but uh, Bullet Train. Yeah. Care to speak on that? It feels like a very Dan apropos movie because they made certain references to things you love. Yeah, it was. I was unexpectedly pleased with it. Mm-hmm. A bullet Train went up on Netflix. We watched it at a gathering, a, a birthday party for our dear friend mm-hmm. of the podcast, Matt Cabrera, yeah. and he. Uh, you know, we were watching Bullet Train, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do keep in mind that apparently um, it is whitewashed yes. from its source material. I mean, yes. Um, it is like they they just put in a bunch of like American and British actors mm-hmm. into the roles that were all Japanese characters when they were doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a baseline, 
obviously it's not winning any awards, but it's an enjoyable, dumb action movie. Yeah, it's like a hangover watch. Yeah. I would give it that. It's, it's got a lot of good action. It's got a lot of good energy. It's trying to do, like, an, you kept saying, like, Edgar Wright and it, Quentin Tarantino. It, I said Edgar Wright, Matt said Tarantino. I agree. I think that, that fits it very well. But it doesn't have that snap. No, it doesn't. That, that you know, most of those films have. It's trying. It's like Junior. But there's a character who frequently references Thomas the Tank oh, Engine. Not... I said, that's the way to get Dad into the seat. It did. Yeah. Got me by the heart. It, it, it really did. And, and it, it didn't only reference, it like used that as like a plot point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not just one joke. Yeah. It's like, that's a defining thing. That's the character's thing. thing. And I was like, well, that's Dan's thing. Yeah, and then it cues us into other things that are happening like down the line in the story. So I'm like, they they must have paid. They must have paid the, the estate to do that. <laughs> Thomas S. Um, Tank. But yeah, no, I, that for that, all of the above, thoroughly enjoyed it. Did not expect to, but I, I, I definitely did. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But my next Netflix watch will have to be Pinocchio. I did not. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, maybe after if we got time. Who knows? Yeah, we'll I see. Did not yeah. view it yet. But Me neither. Yeah. That's out today too. Yep. Uh, something we didn't talk about last week that's in conjunction to the video game awards. Unless you have anything else to interrupt that for a brief moment. Uh, no. Alright, the Mario movie trailer. Yes. Another one came out before the Video Game Awards where we saw a clip. What did you think of it, Dan? Uh, of the trailer last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, Princess Peach-focused one. Made me a little excited. Yeah. Yeah. The animation looks pristine. I love Peach as a character. I love Anya Taylor-Joy. I understand that it's like, oh, this isn't my Peach or whatever. Yeah. Because Peach is a bit of a ditzy bimbo when times call for it. But I do like that they made her action focus because she is kind of that in the games as well. Yeah. Um, as of late. And I think the, like I said, the animation is gorgeous. The movie looks great. My only uh, non-selling point is Chris Pratt, who's giving a performance. It's not what I would have done with that character, but he's yeah, trying something. He, he is trying, yeah. and, and Donkey Kong is there, and they gave him, like, an appearance <laughs> that blends his, like, old yeah. old days model mm-hmm. with, like, modern one, so he looks, like, unique. Uh, and Cranky's there, mm-hmm. seemingly the whole Kingdom of Kongs is yeah. there, and it's, you know, that, that, that was enough to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, seems to have good energy to it. I, I'm assuming it's going to be a blockbuster. Yeah. Um, We'll be yeah. seeing it. Oh, definitely. Um, I feel like it should have been... Originally it was Christmas, right? No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's summer. I believe so. It got pushed back, so... All right. Oh, but I'm excited. Yeah, I yeah. am too. We'll be there. Hesitantly. We'll see. We'll see how... But I, I, it doesn't seem like they're having, like... Again, it's just like Chris Pratt's just doing, like, a like <laughs> a, a like a New York accent. Yeah. Like, it, it's not... He's like, let's go to the fucking Mushroom Kingdom. Excuse me, man. Like, he's just doing that. And, like, that's... Again, that was the middle ground that I'm like, less than that will make me angry. More than that will make me angry. But just that perfect, stupid middle ground right there is... is... Just could have been anyone else. Yeah, but... Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Well... It sells. Yeah. We might have been talking about Bullet Train, which might have had a train wreck in it. Let's talk about the Video Game Awards. Which obviously went off without a hitch, as they do every year. Poor Jeff Keighley. Yeah, he really does try. If I may, though, mm-hmm. because, I mean, we, we both have stuff that we want to obviously oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. wax poetically with the Video Game Awards. But I have to, I have to, I have to address another thing that happened. Mm. A, few other, a few other movie things, okay. stupid movie things yeah. that happened, and then we can get into um, video the Video games. Game Awards. Okay. 
Uh, first one was that in, in terms of another CGI gorilla, we got Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I didn't watch the trailer yet. I saw you shared it with me, though. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite uh, childhood series was Transformers Beast Wars. I watched as well it was it was that was unironically my first exposure to transformers Mm -hmm. uh because i was at like that like it just came on tv when i was at the right age to the point where i was more surprised when other series had optimuses like a truck because Mm -hmm. i'm like wait a minute i thought the transformers were animal like that's that was my which is not the no, perspective thing, yeah. that 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 fans went into and that. You love an ooh, with. so I do. When you love a robot, so mix them together. So I, we gotta we gotta give a shout out to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in 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 movie like downturn news, um, be it through podcast magic or not, Wonder Woman three has been canceled. I think <laughs> we were responsible for that. Yeah, I think uh, someone at that studio listened and uh, well gave it the axe. If the story were as simple as like the slate is being moved around and the movie is canceled and that's one thing but um there is there are shakeups going on james gunn is doing his best to come in and like give them some kind of direction um instead of just like letting it be dominated by a handful of creative voices at a time and then you know they all critically or commercially flop uh he seems to be trying to come in and narrow it down. Um, so it's going to there's going to be like a growing pains mm-hmm. phase. Um, but seemingly with Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman three, she submitted a script which would have involved Steve Trevor again, again Chris Pine's character coming back a third, well second time <laughs> uh, via the Lazarus Pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, Jonathan, uh, with your with your. Uh, Werther's Originals and your monocle and your top hat don't know what that is. I, I don't. But the Lazarus Pit is a uh, location in the DC comic book universe that Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al I know Ghul, that. I know he's related to that. He uh, he uses it to more or less um, maintain immortality. Mm. Uh, famously in the Red Hood arc, uh, the Lazarus Pit is used to bring Jason Todd back to life. But it has been a recurring thing that um, even if you let like a couple hours pass after death, the Lazarus Pit brings you back Mm. Pet cemetery style. Like it, it, Ra's al Ghul is able to use it because he just, you know, when he gets mortally wounded, his his boys take him He takes a dip in the pit. Yeah. Yeah. And he comes back fine. Mm -hmm. But you're like, it's not a great idea to bring a dead person back with it. Sometimes dead is better, Dan. Sometimes dead is better because it... Like, it took Jason Todd, like, a couple of years, if not a decade, to get his personality back, um, because he was just, like, the Lazarus Pit has that. It it also, you know, there's other plot lines, like Batman Hush, where (laughs) people have tried to use the Lazarus Pit to save themselves, and they go insane. Hush, hush, sweet Um, Batman. But again... Uh, Steve Trevor in Wonder Wo- in the first Wonder Woman was blown up. Yep, he was it's, in a plane. He exploded. Yep. He exploded. Yeah, that's why I went. Oh, he's not coming back. The first time when I saw that in the theaters. Yeah, said, oh, he's not coming back. Okay, so he exploded. Uh, he exploded uh, with uh, poison gas. So not only was it a fire explosion, <laughs> but it was also a fire and poison explosion. explosion. So you, you would have to wonder how the Lazarus Pit was going to come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, either, and I've thought on this. I, 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 you know, I went to a mountaintop, I, I tried to meditate, I thought on it, mm. and I'm like, okay, she's still got the stupid pocket watch. Yeah. Is she gonna throw the pocket, is she gonna kiss yeah. it and throw it into the Lazarus yeah. pit, and then Steve Trevor will materialize? 
as a shell horrendously yeah. around the watch. pocket yeah. watch then time time can play into effect time in can marketing. play into effect mm-hmm. or uh or a wish oh, um but we've seen what it did already but but i have to assume that, that the way patty jenkins would write it is like because there's no body to put inside the lazarus pit mm-hmm. that you would have to that, that like it would just be a big pool and then diana would wish yeah. for Steve Trevor would come back and he would emerge. And I mean, say what you will about Gal Gadot, but this character of Wonder Woman is so much stronger yes. than it should be. It would be the third movie that she's fighting for the same man without learning a lesson. Yes. Which doesn't look good to me. And that should be obvious for anyone in the room. No, because, yeah. Every movie has been, like, a man has been the cornerstone of it mm-hmm. um like steve trevor kind of has to deliver the lesson to her in the first movie yeah. then the second movie we know what happened in yeah. the second that's movie. A, that's one of our best episodes highly recommend and wonder woman 1984 the, the third movie would have been a third variant of that after the last movie says that there's no shortcuts around death and she seemingly moved on at the end of it yeah but apparently, when Patty Jenkins, when this script was refused, Patty Jenkins says, you guys don't recognize a character arc. And then she stormed out and never came back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, should we have gotten that movie? Would it I, have... Would, I think it would have pleased us. Yeah, it, would have, it would have pleased us, but, <laughs> like... I, I, we dodged needs, a bullet train. Yeah, it needs yeah. to stop. At some point, DC's gotta stop. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens, mm-hmm. but... I, I just needed to I yeah. need to address that the the elephant in the room mm-hmm. was like we were about to get a, a whole third movie of um another four hours of why it's not good to use evil genies to, to, to wish to bring your dead people back um I I just I can't believe it I just, I can't no and I I like Gal Gadot I, I um, if she if she yeah. sticks around then uh, I, 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 at yeah, this point perhaps she's, she should try an acting school right, scoff yeah. if you yeah. want but at this at this point she is one of probably the patron saints of the podcast she's no, up in I there the I wouldn't say that man uh, of the, the podcast there with Jessica Chastain yeah. and the others and she's yeah. you know is a recurring in the mockable hall of fame she's had two uh, major yeah. movies yeah. that we have talked about here mm-hmm. um, but. It, it, it was just like, yeah, I, I don't even know what to think of it. Hmm. It, it. It's just, I just hope that James Gunn can do something. But again, folks, James Gunn can't do anything mm-hmm. because they still have to release three movies that yes. are already done. Yes. Worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to get that yeah. that train wreck out of the that way. That monkey off your chest. Yeah. Now we can move into the train wreck that you mentioned. So, so. video game awards occurred. The mm. Oscars for video games, as it's hailed. And this year wasn't that bad until mm. the very end. There were a few cringe moments, but at the end something happened. That you could see Jeff Keighley physically implode. Yes. While watching it. But uh, even that was taken care of. I mean, it, it kind of lends itself. It's like you watch the award ceremonies to see these prestigious people get in the same room Go collect an award and make awkwardness about themselves to realize that, oh, we're all human beings. Yeah. We all have that innate cringe within us dwelling. 
And Jeff Keighley tries, he can't have yeah. one good night. I like him. He, I, he, yeah. he, he can't yeah. have one stress-free night. He no. was very stressed. No. Um, but overall, the awards were great. Nintendo did a lot of sweeping. Mm-hmm. Elden Ring won Game of the Year. Yeah, well, uh, one we were rooting for. Yeah, and oddly enough, we had many, many promising announcements and trailers, which was a, a bevy for us, being that there's been no Nintendo Direct for a hot minute. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. there's probably one coming after Grismus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we going to do? So I figured I'm going to point out the things that stuck out to me, and we can both chime on them together. How's that sound, Dan? Well, it's fine by me. <laughs> All right, so the first of the night, very exciting, Final Fantasy XVI's coming in June. And yes. I'm wondering if I should be tricked into buying it when I know there will be a year deluxe edition down the line with new content. It's interesting that you bring that up, mm-hmm. I because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the things that happened with 15 is that the development did not get to finish smoothly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if for the amount of time they've been working on 16 that that is as much of a risk. Okay. Um, but it feels like 15 was a very unique circumstance where it's like mm, i know square enix and i know the stunts they like to pull man that's true but i i don't know if it would be anything on the same level as like a new 15 where they're yeah. like we don't mm-hmm. have the ending programmed into the game and yeah. we're going to have to yeah. and people will argue about that but arguably it was like this Rushed. story was supposed to have three more segments mm-hmm. Here's one, yeah, and that's it. But and, uh, as as we've talked about, it looks great. It's returning to like medieval fantasy. Yes, um, people are the summons, which yes. are very cool. Like there's Ifrit and Shiva and all them. I think it looks very cool. No, um, yeah. the voice acting work and the political intrigue is doing wonders for me. No, it looks yeah, good. Yeah. Gameplay looks solid. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 excited. Yeah. So so I'll probably be picking that up. But it was interesting nonetheless. Then the big one of the night. A sequel which we have been praying for and we got. Yeah. Hades 2 is a common. I was so happy. Yeah. I This was like, this made my whole night. It was. It was the best announcement of the night. Yeah. Great. Loved it. Hades, amazing game. Passed around the podcast and friends. Everyone's loved it. Not a bad word. And we're getting more of that. So, congrats. Yeah, I I, I was just like, the trailer started. I'm like, could it be? And then, you know, and because certain visual motifs were happening. Like, she kind of looked like Zag for a second. I'm like, mm-hmm. could it be? Yeah. And it is. It is. You're, you're playing as uh, Melano, mm-hmm. who is Another, the... like, minutely mentioned, like, god offspring. In yeah. Greek mythology. Here being yeah. Zagreus' sister. Mm-hmm. And she's been trained by um, Hecate mm-hmm. uh, to uh, stop Kronos. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the plot is you're stopping Kronos. Like, Kronos has kidnapped Hades, mm-hmm. and he is advancing towards Mount Olympus uh, to destroy the gods. And you would have to, I would assume... Um, like, the main gameplay loop will be yeah. trying to catch up to him and stop yeah. him before he can do yeah. that. And it's just this game has really broken barriers with me because I usually hate, like, gameplay loop roguelikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this did it in such a way that the art style, the story within, the gameplay itself really wowed me. Yeah. Um. So I'm expecting great things from this sequel, and I'll be there day one. No, it, it, it really wowed me. I mean, it's wowed everyone that I've talked to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know people who have played it but but you recommended it to me mm-hmm. i think i picked up the physical when it came out so i was mm-hmm. i was a ways behind mm-hmm. um but i i played that game famously so much that i almost destroyed my wrist muscle yeah. from holding the switch yeah. um 
which I have since learned ways. Then you were in that brace for a year. Yeah, <laughs> and I, no, unironically, I was in order to in order to play Hades and draw. I had to buy uh, a wrist brace. brace. Yeah. Um, but then I figured out, like, oh, dumbass, just you know, don't sit like that for so long, and then you know, things will be okay. Yeah, you're because you're not a spring chicken anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. But mm-hmm. but no, needless to say. It, it, the gameplay loop was just so addictive. Yeah, like it, like the the energy was just amazing. Like you you would finish one run, want to get back into it, mm-hmm. and want to keep trying. So play that into the wee hours I did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next, another sequel. Very interesting. Death Stranding Two. Kojima's always cooking up something with these guys. Yeah. He was talking to um Jordan Peele lately. And L Fanning. Yeah. He he had L Fanning in like uh like a CGI capture booth. Oh, I love that. And people are like, what is he do what is she I'd doing in there? That. Um but she's in the trailer. She was oh, okay. her name uh, came uh, yeah. up in the in the cast All list, right. so she's in there. Um but uh yeah, unexpected, but yeah. Again, the the first yeah. one was enough of a phenomenon, yeah. I think, to go on this zany ride once more. And he said it's inspired by the COVID, so I'm sure it'll hit close to home. It'll be weird and zacky, wacky and zany. Well, yeah, because apparently, well, he wrote the first Death Stranding, and then it came out right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and then he said that he rewrote this one based to, around that to not predict <laughs> the future again. Mm-hmm. Was what were his words? Yeah, you'll be saving more babies. There's tentacles. Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. No, I, I'm excited for that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another game causing me to re-download the game to my system, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. It, and I, Well, it, I, I, I could say I'm getting, but it's never gone anywhere for me because <laughs> I've, I've still been playing it. So, I, yeah. You, you gotta get back into it. I it, do, <laughs> I guess. I mean, you think CD Projekt Red would have... Uh, I mean, they had a bad taste in my mouth, but apparently the game's fixed. I haven't played it since it's been fixed. I could speak to it being fixed. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, it has Idris Elba, who we love and care about. Yeah. He's yeah. a government agent, I believe, who is being sent to... I feel like there's like an Escape from New York reference in there, because yeah. you see a president's plane has mm-hmm. crashed mm-hmm. and, and something... Save the president. Maybe. Um, but no, I... Again, I'm glad that it's getting more content. Because mm-hmm. for the most part, again, I don't know how it, it performs on, like, um, last-gen hardware mm-hmm. still. But on on PS5 and I would assume Xbox One X, uh, it they've been working on a lot of quality of life improvements. Mm-hmm. They got rid of a lot of bugs. It performs a little bit better. Like, lots of, like, quality of life stuff that was strangely absent from the first Mm. iteration for instance being true cyberpunk you can actually change your hairstyle now great um (laughs) and i think you can also change like the physical parts of your body Mm. um again all things that you would have expected in the original go Mm -hmm. um and i think there's also other things that they put in like you can if you want to respec your character, you can. Mm. If you if you poured like the stat points into the wrong thing, you could fix them. Um, so I do recommend checking it out because okay. it does it does seem to be fixed. Right. But it it it's I have not had any problems mm. since then. All right, the next one is just for you, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Tell me about that game. What's going on? Well, it seems to be five years after the first one, and there's a guy in a tube. And the guy who is in the tube is seemingly evil. He has prompted a lot of speculation. Uh, he could be a, an inquisitor that we have not met yet, 
Or uh, other people have speculated that he might be a High Republic character because his clothing matches the artwork from those eras. Mm. Um, but either way, he's out of that tube. He's here for <laughs> vengeance. And we don't really know a whole lot else. Yeah. Except that uh, Cal, the protagonist, is older. Uh, you have access to a lot of different like lightsabers. Like You can dual-wield two separate ones instead of a conjoined one that mm -hmm. you separate. Mm -hmm. You get the cross-guard saber, which is another old Republic thing. Um, and I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah, I figured you would be. Is this like an open-world game? from softy i hear um it's it no it's more like oh. uh it's more like a the 2018 god of war if i had to compare oh, it to something so it is like an i think they were making this one more open world though they could be yeah okay yeah they might I've heard be. yeah uh, the first one was very much like you go yeah. you select a level and yeah. then you yeah so it's not not even if anything i would probably compare it to um final fantasy the seven remake okay. like you're selecting oh, okay. an area to go yeah. to all right and in the area you can freely explore and mm. and do that part of the story then you have to move on to another portion okay. uh, but the first one did let you go back and revisit planets because you could for collectibles mm -hmm. even if you're not a star wars fan it was it was a fantastic game oh. very very smooth gameplay very fun the story doesn't lock you like if you don't know star wars things mm. um so even to you, Jonathan, if you... I won't be, but yeah. If it catches your be. eye on yeah. sale at something or some point, like, I, I would I would recommend it. But mm. it looks like they've tightened up the gameplay even more so in terms of how your character is, like, slashing through enemies mm. and everything, so... Yeah. It's looking good. Uh, June's gonna be a packed month, as Street Fighter Six is also releasing then. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get the Breath of the Wild around then. Yes. So it's gonna be a big time. It is. A lot's happening, but Street Fighter Six Also coming looking great. Yeah. I, I always, I always... I'm not good uh, at fighting games, but maybe I'll pick this one up. Yeah, I'm not either. Um, but I love the characters. I love the character designs. I love all of the media associated with Street Fighter. Uh, even if I... Uh, well, I guess I, I own a few Street Fighter games, technically. But mm. I, I'm, not, I'm not good at them. Yeah. I'm sure there are people in our group who would <laughs> steamroll yeah. us if yeah. we even dared to get into yeah. that. But... Um, no, always good. And this one, like, it looks like you can customize your avatar, mm -hmm. go on a little OC adventure, yeah. and then... It's like an open world thing again. Yeah. Big trend in gaming. Yeah. A lot of returning... I think all the returning characters got leaked already, yeah. but they're getting their own showcase trailers. Mm -hmm. But we got, like, DJ and, um... The I, buff Italian lady who yeah. I, whose name... Mariana, Mariana? I wouldn't know. Um... Yeah. But I again, I'm there for the characters. So that's Did they really call the buff Italian lady Marinara? No, Mariana. Yeah, but Marianne. I don't I don't remember if it's Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, deep cut. People. Uh another one for Dan. Crash Team Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dan got another one. I don't uh, know what's going on in this game. We got a trailer, apparently it's a team game. Yeah, it's like Fighting, a... I don't know. It, it, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be a Dota clone, like I, Pokemon, yeah. the whatever, Unite or whatever. Mm -hmm. If it is, I would be displeased. But if it's an actual, like, regular, not free-to-play, just crash fighting game, mm -hmm. then yeah, I'll be there for that. Yeah. I will happily he be there for that. He descended from the rafters, made some bad jokes. He did. He crashed the, the award show. Yeah. They, said they had the classic costume, but they couldn't get a writer to punch up those jokes a bit. No. No, 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 not at all. That was no. that was one of the parts where I had to mute it, yeah. despite it being. You didn't crash. want to see one of your icons. So I watched die. the whole damn thing. I yeah. watched it, so you, you were don't have to. yeah, so I could yeah. sleep. 
so I could sleep, you stayed awake. And I sent the vital updates, but every so often I gotta mute it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta like, just... Like, when Jeff Keighley was talking to Animal, I'm like, I love the Muppets, but I, I gotta I liked that part. See, I saw that. I thought that was... He likes the Muppets, Dan. It's like, oh, <laughs> Melania, Melania, Melania. That was funny. I enjoyed that. It, I was too sour. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't I, do it. That would have um, made me chuckle. I would have been, ha. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. But but Crash did show up in his in his um in his nineties costume. Uh, I was hoping that it would be like a Crash Five announcement, but mm-hmm. we're getting it's a Crash Team game. It's Crash Team Rumble, whatever. So it's like a we're getting we could be entering another Crash heyday because yeah. back in the day when Crash was big, he got like Team Racing and all the other ones. So, the IP is still alive. Yeah. I don't want Crash to die. That's yeah. the main I, thing. I don't think he's going anywhere again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Among Us is getting a hide-and-seek mode. Yes. That's fun. More fun with your friends online. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I played Among Us in the first place, anyway. Yeah. Besides putting my acting degree to work, you know? <laughs> we should play more Among Us we when should. we can. We're trying to get together on the Discord. I don't know if I, don't know if I ever played it with you guys. I oh, played yeah. it with the other... The, the like the college gang oh, sometimes. I'm pretty good at it, Dan. But I I would play. Yeah. We should play yeah. Amoogus if we if we have the chance. Uh, Dead Cells is getting some Castlevania mm-hmm. content, which looks very cool. I love both of those franchises, and I love me some Castlevania. So maybe I'll pick this up. Yes. I haven't played Dead Cells, but I hear it's okay. Uh, it was highly recommended by a lot of video game people mm. from uh, that I know. It All was, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know Shigeru Miyamoto? No. Oh, no. Well. I I know a guy who. He covers a lot of Nintendo games, and he swore by Dead okay. Cells, so. Alright. Um, Fire Emblem Engage is getting DLC with more of our zany characters from Three Houses and Tiki. Um, mm-hmm. I will be picking this up because the more I see of this game, it's like, this is the Fire Emblem I dreamed of. Yeah. Because it's cartoony, it's it's quirky, there's rings. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm excited for this one, as opposed to being excited for Three Houses and then playing it and be like, that was fine. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really scratch what I wanted a Fire Emblem thing. Mm-hmm. This is more of like that anime trope that I, I enjoy. Like the gooberness of Awakening is coming back again. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I was going to ask to cl- you to clarify that, but that comparing those two, I do get what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hellboy's getting a game? Yeah, the Web of Weird. It looked very cool. It's done in, yeah. in the style of the Mike Mignola comics. Uh, so, yeah. I, I'm always happy for more Hellboy content, but not that new, most recent movie. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but like, good Hellboy content I'm always there for. Mm. Uh, I think we sent that along to Grant. Um, Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon is mm-hmm. out. Or coming out? I don't know if it's out already. No, I don't know if it's out already. It's a full-priced game that apparently I have to beat Bayonetta 3 to understand because there was a tease of this in the credits or something. Um, I wouldn't know. I know, that would be your territory. Bayonetta 3 hasn't been touched because I'm dealing with Pokemon and Xenoblade 3 right now, but Mm -hmm. it is on the docket. I will get to it far too late and give you my opinions on that game. But I just need time, Dan. need time. Yeah, we well, we all need time. I got, I got, I got, I got. I've games. got I hundreds gotta... of things. Octopath Two is coming. I, I'm not ready, Dan. I'm not ready. Not, I uh, no, I. I'm trying to th- no, I have so much. I, yeah. I can't even say that. I got a. Uh, I got a Persona. I got. Yeah. I got. I did. I did do a little bit of Sonic last night. Sonic. I, I stayed up late, even though I knew that I was supposed <laughs> to be up early this morning. Yeah. I stayed up late playing Sonic. Mm-hmm. Uh. 
vaguely remember what it is I achieved, mm. but I did achieve some things, advanced the uh, story a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I finally know what the fuck Eggman is doing in there. Okay. He's trapped in the digital world, oh. and he's a digital dummy, and mm. evil child character is tr- working with him to do something. Mm. So I... Sounds thrilling. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know... There's, the the cutscene was kind of glitchy. Like, I don't think I was supposed to get it in the order that I did, but... Mm-hmm. It was like two seconds. Eggman's like, "Get me out of here!" And then, then, <laughs> and then, then back to gameplay. Then, the, then it resumed. Mm. So, um, this game really took my notice. It's the best two point five three D I've ever seen. It's called Replaced. Mm-hmm. It looks very good. Like I'm gonna play it based on looks alone. It's kind of like an '80s police thriller, but mm-hmm. it, it's like seamless two point five. Yeah. It, it looks crazy. Like this is a game that is gorgeous. Yeah. And I don't care what it's about, but I want to try it. Oh, of course. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think I vaguely... Uh, maybe... I'm having trouble picturing... I'm going to double check and look yeah. that up. And more. there was a lot of other things I didn't mention as well. But just things that I that, that took my notice at the Game Awards. One from the Celeste team is coming Yeah, I, that was the, the last thing I had. Earthblade. Mm-hmm. It's going to be released in 2024. They showed off just like a simple interconnecting world. Celeste was an iconic classic. So we will all be picking up this, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me uh, vamp for one moment while mm. I double check one thing. Yeah, how's everyone doing? Are they drinking water? You know, if you don't drink enough water in your life, you get a little inebriated like I do every day. One uh, announcement that pleased a lot of people, myself included, was the announcement finally of Armored Core Yeah, 6. that's coming back too. I didn't know if, I mean, that's a big fighting mechs from FromSoft. Yeah. It looks far too menacing for me. Um, I have never dabbled in them. I'm going to try to, mm. to see what is available on what beforehand, but obviously FromSoft is having a good couple of years, yeah. and I think that this is a series that they've wanted to return to for a long time, but just, like, haven't had the time or resources allocated to it with, you know, between Souls stuff and then Elden Ring, um... You know, the fans have kind of been waiting for this for a long time. It looks amazing. Yeah. Can't can't argue against giant robots yeah. and FromSoft, so... Pretty pleased with that. Mm-hmm. And of course, right after that, Elden Ring won Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. After God of War had been sweeping. Yeah. Um, Splatoon 3, best multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, Even I was gonna... with those servers, but... Right. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I get it. Grant's um, been playing it nonstop, so... <laughs> Well, good, good. He has good. not put down Splatoon 3. Did you guys manage to quell the Salmon uh, Rebellion? The big Run? Yeah, yeah we big played run. some Big Run. We protected Wahoo World, even though we wanted the Salmon to consume that god-awful stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the worst stage, Dan. Let them have it. So, does that have, like, is this, like, a plot effect? It, that... The Splatoon plot is wild, Dan. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough time to get into it. I highly recommend just watching, like, a Digino you know Gaming on the Splatoon plot. Of course. Um... But yeah, no. Then Elden Ring won Game of the Year, and we did get the teaser that more deal like yeah, DLC the, is coming yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, because they're not gonna, done with it yet. I didn't finish Elden Ring either. I got like seventy percent through, mm-hmm. and I put that down for a time. I still got the World Ends with You Neo. I gotta play too. Yeah. Like I, I feel I've done a disservice to myself by not finishing that because I loved that game. No, but that it happens. There's there's <sighs> a few there's a few games that I love that I I that I am not done with in recent. Like I'm trying to 100% Death's Door still, so mm-hmm. I haven't technically finished it. Mm. Um, I haven't finished a game in so long. Elden Ring, I'm 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 even further behind you, but maybe 
I've spent more time just like dicking around in that game. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've, you know, I, I love it. I think for the, for the time investment, it yeah. was the one that I was pulling for mm-hmm. this year because uh, I do love it. Um, but I'm not good at it. Yep. Uh, and I do want to play God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. there, there's so many games. There's too many games. Cuphead just came physically for me, so now I have to play Cuphead, which oh, I've never yeah. played before. Oh, shit. I waited this long, Dan. It's been like ten years. Well, so. Guess what? I waited. Oh, no, Cuphead's I good. did my waiting in Azkaban. Cuphead is really good. Yeah. Try to try to be better than, like, the one Polygon reviewer who couldn't get yeah, past well, the tutorials. I think I'll figure that out, Dan. <laughs> I've seen a video game just remember, before, yeah. yeah. Deduct five points. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's all the news I had, aside from Kirby winning Best Family Game. Nintendo really kind of swept, and I was like, oh, good for you. Except the RPG category. They they had four of the five nominees, and Elden Ring won. But I was happy to see them all there. We had, like, Live Alive. We had uh, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 there. Yeah, I was happy that Live Alive was up there, at least. Live Alive. Live Alive. I think that's how you pronounce it. We we could debate this to the day's end. But uh, we got to see that flute legend going ham on the flute. Yeah, uh, beautiful orchestrations. Someone mentioned George Bush. I'm sure that's like been Bill done to Clinton. death. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Never mind. Yeah, that's why I don't do politics, Dad. Yeah, he he yeah he he got up on stage. Yeah, and but no apparently he was him. like a 15 year old revolutionary now. Like like he was doing that mockingly. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. he he was not because there were a lot of people that were worried that when it happened that he was like like an Alex Jones fan. Or, yeah. but but no, no. He, he is just like a like a. Like just a, a Greta Thunberg of the world. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and I just I just find it funny because he managed to get up on stage because having like crazy hair and a suit is yeah. enough to look like yeah. a game dev. Well, you know, Jeff <laughs> Keighley is going to be like, please, for the love of Christ, tell the people how many people they're going to walk up with, so we know they're going to the have they're going to have like imperial guards yeah. on the well, side. Well, you know of the that's going to be a reference. It's going to be like, are you supposed to be? here? <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah. It, it's uh, but but Jeff learns. He adapts. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, yeah. that's the news. Yeah, I think that I think that is everything. Covers everything. We got the beast out. We released the beast. Yes. Shall we continue on to Oran High School Host Club Academy? God, gladly. All right. So last week we left off with some zany episodes, mainly focusing on the twins. As always, they got a couple episodes this time as well. We had a relaxing time in Karuizawa. We saw that Kiyoyo was not a morning person, and he's dealing with his issues with his family business at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week is a good bunch of episodes, more zaniness than. Uh, introspectiveness mm-hmm. before the final batch and we get a little bit about some characters we don't know a lot about a bit uh, about yet uh the first one's gonna be dealing with honey and his life uh we get more twins bullshit going on the lobelio girls strike back mm-hmm. in one of the the crowning jonathan moment episodes of the franchise and then at once at last we get a mori episode that isn't really a mori episode okay so right. maybe this will affect your standing of the host club members. We've got five episodes to get to before next week's or two weeks from now is four episode finale. <laughs> but this is the penultimate batch. And I want to hear what you're thinking, right? Like, I don't think it's as good as JoJo. I know you can lambast me. I've been more surprised by JoJo, but they're two quality series nonetheless. Yeah. So yeah. I've been enjoying this. Right. So right. yeah, my yeah. enjoyment has not ceased. Again, it's it's certainly... These are, I think these are both things that you and I would not have watched separately by ourselves, yeah. but that and is as Joy Robustus said yesterday, very different anime. Yeah. <laughs> that but, they are. But intentionally. Yeah. They're part of our marketing, our brilliant marketing scheme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, no, I, I am excited to see how this goes. I, I'm i all for more honey development, because yeah. he has not impressed me Ooh. thus far. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you even, would say the honey turned sour. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, more like lanternfly goo, I suppose. Oh, yeah. um, but the but yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and again, even if it's not a full Mori episode, if it's just some more background information for him, yeah. I'll be pleased. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Mori. I think he should have got more time. Yeah. Uh, well, shall we start today's batch before we all turn into pumpkins, Dan? I suppose so. Hmm. What, right. What's the pumpkin thing, Ref? It'll make it'll make sense after we watch. Don't worry. Welcome back to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and I'm the Wolfman! What did you think of Oron, Dan? I Last week, or last time that we watched a batch of these, mm-hmm. that was probably, like, previously my favorite batch. Mm-hmm. This might have slightly dethroned it. Mm. I was I was thoroughly entertained again. Yeah, these episodes, they have, like, a unique niche draw to each one of them. And uh, they kind of develop these characters surprisingly. It takes a little bit to watch some of them, but uh, at the end of it, you know, there's a little bit of reward reward there for them. Well, now I think it worked out with the assortment. Well, I mean, you didn't choose, and so you're just going through. Mm-hmm. We're going through all of them, but yeah. it, it was. It ended up being like two comedic ones, like a serious backstory one, and then two more comedic ones. And I think that that kind of. Because you said that there would be, we weren't going to get too deep today, but we no. did get some depth. Yeah, we, there, we got like, yeah. we got like a little bit of depth. Especially analyzing like the young Karu, which could be a podcast in itself. Yeah. Um, in his relationship to Hikaru and the rest of the host club. But yeah, yeah, mostly comedic. There are a few choice ones here with Lobelia and um, the... Uh, Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova one, yeah. That are some of my favorites in the series. Only four episodes left. Mm-hmm. We'll see how this turns out. There's been some developments, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're going to see that Bossa Nova character one more time mm-hmm. before the end of the series. Okay. Uh, in a in a part two of this episode that we ended with today, but and, interesting to know. And would I assume that the whole, like, the carriage is going to turn back into a... Is oh. that, that image is coming back? I'm, I or... don't want to... It's coming back. I don't want to spoil it, but it kind of... It deflates like a balloon. <laughs> okay. okay. It, it builds up nothing, and it's kind of for comedic effect. Okay. Yeah, but uh, there's that. Anyways, let's get into today's five episodes. The first one is episode 18, Chica's Down With Honey Declaration. Mm-hmm. Uh, a middle school student, young Chika slash Yasu Chika, asks Haruhi to notify Honey to meet him before the two begin to spar immediately on site. As uh, the James Bond tradition is, mm-hmm. and how Dan and I greet each other. Yes, every week. it yeah. has to be a fight. Yeah, uh, Mori, hmm, Haruhi, what do you mean? Hmm? Like this happens all the time. Yeah. Mori's very nonplussed, as are the other host club members. Like, oh, it's happening again. Mm-hmm. Honey and Chica are fighting. 
Uh, Renge emerges as a commentator, giving us a play-by-play of the fight. Uh, incredible skills for boys so young. Honey seems unbothered. The rest of the boys know that this is a regular happening. Chica pulls a staff out. Isn't that against the rules? Chica knocks Honey aside. Appears to be Chica's first win. However, Honey technically wins by throwing kunai, not shuriken, uh, trapping Chica on the spot. Yeah, immobilizing him. Yeah. Winning the fight by default. Yeah, very Naruto vibes mm-hmm. in this opening. Well, the honey did it without being noticed. Yeah. So yeah, I'm completely lost. Chica is Honey's younger brother who just got introduced now, and we won't see again. Okay, yeah. I feel like it does make sense for. I mean, by the end of the episode, I'll get into why I think it makes sense. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Chica gives a detailed breakdown of the Haranozuka technique. Whenever family members come face to face, they must they must fight. Uh, Chica doesn't want to indulge in sweets, it's against our code, and he finds it very decadent that his brother, uh, despite being the head of the family, is doing this right now. Oh, well, you did skip. We did, we do get a breakdown of the, uh, the uh, Honinozuko technique mm-hmm. insofar as, like, when they're sent out into the world, they study other forms of martial arts, but then when they're at home, they have to blend all of them into one, like unique fighting style and so they have to hone that against each other yep. constantly interesting so, i yeah. said dan will be into this too it's yeah. like different fighting styles in an episode it's like a cody with a kendo stick unless our- i unless i receive any kind of bribery in between these episodes this guy i will i will boost honey up a rank oh yeah all right well we'll see at the end where he where he is um the twins oh wait you will never earn so chica's like you will never own my respect mitsu mitsuni uh, Haruhi tries to talk to Honey. Tamaki offers Honey some cake, which cheers Honey up. Why did Honey give up the karate club to join this club? It's not very prestigious in comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are just a host club. You think that would carry a little bit more weight around the school. But then the twins are like, let us tell you the tale of Honey Nezuka mm-hmm. and why he gave up the karate club in the first place. Uh, two years ago, Honey, with a, Honey was a ruthless captain. Uh, he was a bit small to be respected. And you must work even harder to go against those who oppose you, according to his family, especially his father. Yeah. Since he's of such short stature and he comes across as cute, he will need to fight even more. Yes. To uh, maintain that manliness. And he does. He yeah. does. Uh, Honey worked hard, denying himself all cute things, locking up the amiibo, the posters, the, the stuffed Godzilla animals. figures, yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah. packing away. Uh, carrying a bag like a manly man, and Honey is cracking. Like, he can't deal with the pressure of this. He likes cute things, he likes cake. He should be able to enjoy those things. Yeah, as he's well. trying to sit there at lunch and eat like a steak with no <laughs> toppings, and then the girls offering like, cakes, but he has to resist. He's having and... a mental breakdown there, and the flames of Moe are far too strong. Haro, he still has questions. Like that doesn't really answer my my initial thing of why he left the karate club at the Oran High School Karate Club. Honey's students are very polite to him, uh, not a tearjerker. So like they're like. They're just like, oh, he's such a manly man, isn't he? Yeah, they're like, they're like, they're they're not like scheming behind him. No. They're just like kissing up to him, but they're they are. They're nice doing to it him. in a polite way. It's like, oh yeah. yeah, like I don't think he should be so worried about coming across that way. Yeah, so he wasn't like tragically betrayed or anything, yeah. uh, as the twins imply. One day, Tamaki lures Honey away from the club with a bunny puppet. I guess this would be more cringe if Honey wasn't older than Tamaki. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it's something that hasn't aged the best. Uh, Honey denies all things cute, but is riveted by this bunny puppet. And then, and then Tomaki gets deep for a second. He's like, I'm starting this club. Can you tell me what true strength is? Because I think that you should enjoy the things you like. And it doesn't really matter 
as long as you're, like, living your own life. Yeah, and it would be technically a waste of strength to dedicate part of that to, like, putting up a facade. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not, you're not truly strong if you're pretending to be something. Yeah, but Honey denies this and initially denies um, Tamaki's advances, and then we get, like, the whole fight me son sequence where he fights his own father, who's apparently like, the best martial artist in Japan that he defeats steadily, yeah, like, no. easily. Yeah, yeah, and then like it's like oh the prime minister was there refereeing, and if Honey's true capabilities ever got out, we'd be considered having another mass weapon, yeah. uh, a weapon of mass destruction going on there. Um, Secretary of Defense was the, the the position that this guy was holding, but uh, they told Honey never to fight again, otherwise the world would think that. Honey was too dangerous, which yes. is something we saw in an earlier episode. Uh, so Honey joined the host club. Chica was raised in a more traditional way, and Honey thinks Chica hates him for that. I don't have any siblings, but maybe you go through some things similarly. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it was difficult to tell what vibes were going on between these two siblings in this in this episode. I got the sense that it was like that Chica was jealous that. Honey didn't have to, like, had, like, fought his way out of the the required lifestyle, mm -hmm. and he still had to be in it. Mm -hmm. So it could be interpreted as that. It could also be, like, his brother is his role model, and his role model is, like, just spends all his time eating cake, but is clearly still strong. Like, it, I, I don't know. There's, like... It, that's the weird thing about this episode, is that there's multiple layers to it, but ultimately it only kind of serves to develop Honey. Yeah, and it doesn't it, develop. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't develop the brother too much. Mm -hmm. It just kind of, it goes in the direction of Honey and yeah. what he, why he's doing what he's doing. So Tamaki decides that he wants the host club to reunite the two brothers. Chika is running the karate club with an iron fist, and the same boys that were nice to Honey haven't aged a day and are like, well, he's not as good as a captain as Honey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's more strict, so. Yeah. Um, and, and the twins are immediately like, well, this is an inferiority complex. The twins are really into psychology in these episodes, but they don't realize what fucked up shit they're going through. No. And that's, I was like, oh, this yeah. is interesting. It, no, it's definitely a recurring thing because we see them reading like uh, young, young and everything yeah. in, in later episodes. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, I, it's on purpose, but. Yeah, but the twins do like, oh, this is boring. So we're going to go do something more interesting and they run off. Yeah, it's, it's, this is a run of the mill in inferiority complex we're not going to there's no dark backstory yeah. that we need to unpack yeah there's no secret reason honey says that it's okay honey is fine with it all even though he doesn't seem fine in the animation uh chica asks them to keep it down and chica calls honey an alien despite being brothers and everyone's like oh why would you call him that like you live together what the fuck like chica calm down but then chica's like you don't know honey's dark secret what he does at night mm -hmm. so one night I, I woke up and I was stumbling to the bathroom and I saw the kitchen or the dining room lights were on. And I saw Honey having like this midnight mass <laughs> with cakes. Yeah, with even more cake. Because one night a week he chooses uh, a night to have extra cake. Yeah, thanks to Usachan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like clearly an alien. No one would eat this amount of cake and maintain that weight. It's very strange. Like, what's going on? And the other host club members are like, yeah, that is kind of weird, but... What are we going to do about yeah, it? it I, again, it, it seems to be like a, like, just like a regular, like, younger sibling being mm -hmm. annoyed at their older sibling thing. It's mm -hmm. not, it, it isn't that, it's not that, I don't know if it's that complicated from the brother's end, but it, it honey, we get a shade of it being more, because he, yeah. he, again, the, the end of the episode and all his little expressions are like, there is another layer to this, but mm. we haven't, we're not privy to it. Yeah. 
Um, but, and then Chica's like, oh, this idiot came along and brainwashed him and told him that he could do whatever he liked. And Tamaki's like, oh no, that's me. (laughs) I said those things. So it all goes back to him. Um, Mori says, there is a way to solve this. You know what to do. Honey misses the point and apologizes like, I'm sorry, Chica, that you're so offended that I eat cake every night. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. If anything, this brings Honey down a point in my book because he's kind of manipulative. No, I would say that adds complexity. No, I agree. I'm yeah. not saying that. I'm not saying that the points are on a positive scale. And I I would give points for how interesting they are, mm. and it makes Honey slightly more interesting because he because yeah. it seems like by the end of this episode, he's just truly prioritizing being himself mm-hmm. over like the requisite like I'm going to change for my brother. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to change for my family, and it's like no, he's my brother. He's going to love me no matter what. Yeah. Like. I'm still gonna do me. Yeah. Like, like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, he says, I can't change who I am. Let's settle this in a sparring match like men. Uh, since when does Warren have a field like this, Dan? <laughs> yeah. Um, Mori comments, every match has Chica practicing moves used on him in the last match, and their roles kind of switch, so Honey can give Chica the opportunity to learn the moves that were used against him the first time. Mm-hmm. So, I, I thought that was like an interesting Dragon Ball Z kind of parallel yeah. yeah getting stronger thing that you would like uh there's this deep quiet respect between the brothers and a little sibling rivalry is normal so it happens mm-hmm. um i know it all honey is gonna throw the fight but it turns out honey does not throw the fight and this destroys maury yeah so he gets like a, a little minute part of this episode where he's like oh i didn't i didn't know he gets the hihiko maury whatever thing for a second yeah. and yeah it, and honey just goes i won you know what we're gonna do we're gonna add another night of cake eating two gonna, more th- nights yeah of... three nights of cake eating per week yeah and then the you know the episode just ends like and haruhi's like well i guess the love of cake exceeded his love for his brother and all honey does at the end of this episode is he looks toward the camera and goes i love you he loves what dad <laughs> i think he's talking about his I, I think he's just talking about like his his his, his brother. Like, I think he's talking to us. I I don't. Know. I love you. I think that the thing with Honey in this episode is that there's an expectation that the episode would have gone down in a certain way that he would have like taken a step back and done something more serious to impress his brother. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I'm not doing that anymore. That's not who I am. Like, so he he just defeats him, and then he's like, like yeah, I'm gonna keep eating more desserts. Like that's. I am what I am. Something is, is like, happened to him, whereas, you know, he, he's not going to ever go back to that hyper-serious, disciplined lifestyle. He's, mm-hmm. like, he's accepted himself for who he is. Like, yeah. that's... I think that's the point. And he's, like, he's not... His brother is not going to not be his brother because of that. It's just, like, a... It's a very regular sibling quarrel between them mm. uh, that the other ones were putting depth into Mm. uh but honey wants to remain as honey so yeah yeah honey does as honey does uh episode 19 lobelia girls academy strikes back Mm -hmm. one of my favorite episodes the boys surprise visit haruhi's apartment to find a tired and out of uh full makeup ronka who they mistake as like a normal person we've got the wrong apartment Mm -hmm. going on here uh they think that they have the wrong apartment ronka uppercuts tamaki and snatches their house gift being sweets haruhi is out with the girls today who are they we don't know any girls yeah like the the guys think that he means like the older middle school friends Mm -hmm. that haruhi had but it's not 
No, they aren't middle school friends. Out and about with the girls from Lobelia Academy. What is going on here? Uh, Reap on the girls. Uh, uh, Benibara, Chizuru, and Hinagiku. Uh, the Zuka Club are back again. Yes. Yep, they reappear. Uh, the three are on set by their Lobelia fangirls. A privilege to prepare my lunch. Lots of sapphic energy in this school. Which I enjoy, like, oh, it was my privilege to prepare your lunch. I I know you enjoy the octopus hot dog weenies that I prepare. Yeah, then we get, like, a lot of octopus imagery. Yeah. The little red iconic yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uzaku. Why, my girl, you're <laughs> blushing just like a red octopus. Do you want me to devour you? Yeah, and then we, yeah, they all they all squee and turn into that in the yeah. audience. Yeah, uh, Haruhi is in Lobelia uniform. Uh, Ranko worries that the Zook Club will make her do something scandalous. Thinks back to the episode two dance. We need to rescue Haruhi. Um, it's just the episode two dance is there to show us what's going to happen at the end of this episode mm-hmm. to remind us from that long ago. Uh, Haruhi is confused why she was kidnapped and brought to Lobelia. We get a flashback that she was whisked away into a limo while getting groceries. Yeah, no, uh, no subtlety, just like the host club, rude, just like them. So maybe money begets rudeness here. Uh, they have a favor to ask of Haruhi. Uh, musical numbers and productions they're known for. There's this big one this year, but the lead actress in the, is in the hospital. Uh, so it's your big opportunity to step into her shoes and perform in front of all of Lobelia. Yes. In this one minute role. Um, uh, it's only a handful of lines. It's mostly a symbolic role. Yeah. You're going to stand there and, yeah. and uh, you know, yeah. it's not that much to memorize. Why Benny Barrow gives an Oscar performance. Yes. Um, in this... It's like, what is it, Senorita, the Senorita's Love or something like that? It comes up later in my notes, but it's it's a dumb show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, symbolic role mentions her own late mugger, mother's legacy. Uh, without this, her legacy will be ruined. So, like, apparently, uh, Benny Barra's like, oh, if you don't do this, my mom's going to hate me from the grave. Yes, because she started this tradition of doing a show for the founder, and I have to keep it going. She's playing the dead mom card. Yes. Because Haruhi also has dead mom. Well, definitely on purpose, because we see her, like, side-eye after that, so... Uh, Ruka tells the gang about the Zuka's uh, trajectory. Haruhi's mother, uh, Kotoko, was also a huge fan of the Zuka Club, because they discovered uh, a box full of memorabilia. Yeah, so I don't know. It wasn't that she was like a student. It was just that I, she I was... Know, it could be. It could okay, be. Okay. We, we don't really know. I think it would have been told to us if she was... If she attended the Zuka... But they're poor, so... Yeah, so at the very least, she was just a fan of the school Zuka Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the productions that she attended to. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a whole collection of Zuka Club memorabilia. This will make her even more broke than before. We have to pose as Labelia girls, but this is an insult to rank Ruka's profession. Ruka has a different plan. Uh, Haruhi is in rehearsal for the Senorita's Love, as is the production known as. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad title. Uh, really wooden lines. She's not an actress. She's not a dancer. She's not a singer. No. Um, but she's trying her best. Haruhi is thinking against the actions in the play. Like, oh, this this guy is taking a long time to die, even when he's delivering lines. I wonder how long that's going to last. Yeah, and she's just she doesn't she's not a not a theater goer. Yeah. She doesn't understand or appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have that uh, wall built up between her. Uh, but the the club and Ruka spy on Haruhi. She really can't act. She's going to sing, and then like this beautiful voice comes out of Haruhi, which I think is the same voice actress that voices Haruhi. Mm-hmm. But uh, then one of the Zuka Club members kicks the... Unplugs the boombox. The boombox. And is like, oh, shit. And we find <laughs> out that she's just lip syncing. Um, until we see her just lip syncing, the Benny Barrow fan club thinks the host and Ruka are a new fan club members. 
Uh, now we just have to blend in. Oh no, they're being interrogated by this club. Ruka takes over. It's a tragedy if that girl ruins. Uh, we have our school faction, uh, Sukaban girls, to give yeah, her bad they critiques. Have a, the, the Benibara fan club has a, like, a combat wing that will beat Haru, <laughs> seemingly beat Haruhi up if she embarrasses Benibara Benibar. at the big yearly show. Mm-hmm. So it's they keep flashing to all the different wings of the fan club, and it's like the, the production, like whatever, the security crew yeah. with the armbands and mm-hmm. then the, the, then the uh, open combat crew. Mm-hmm. So the host club decides they need to get her out of there. Tamaki is overdrawn serious. Like, it's the night of the performance. Yeah. <laughs> gotta stop here. it. Yeah. Uh, Benny Barra sees the host club is here. Kiyoya is missing. He's in the control booth. He works very fast. And they show them... That, well, the girl in the control booth shows him, like, their state-of-the-art projection system, which is just... I could take a JPEG and put it on the screen behind them. Yeah. And Well, we know he's gonna... We, we know that that's mentioned Kyoka's gonna take advantage of it yeah, but yeah uh, but uh, so the show begins all the girls come into the the auditorium uh, and Haruhi is revealed to be in very heavy makeup Haruhi is doing better than in rehearsal and Ruka says she's having the time of her life up there even though I doubt that you know it, yeah. it's it's literally just she's she's like she's really in the 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 weird looking and it's clearly no one else is in that much makeup so maybe she did it herself we don't know but it's yeah she's just going along with it like she was they're they're feeding into it Mm -hmm. the ending of the musical is happening the kiss scene but uh apparently barry benny barra isn't really going to kiss her because she her character's going to die beforehand it's going to be like a fake kiss that's what it's supposed to be yeah but uh tamaki pieces together uh, from what Benny Barr is saying is like, oh, this play is like relating to revenge on us, like beating her for the first time mm-hmm. and how she wants to steal Haruhi's first kiss, which is very weird. Yeah, it was a whole symbolic thing yeah. where in the made up play, the man, Lord Fed- Frederick, Lord Frederick uh, kills himself to get revenge or pretends to kill himself to get revenge on the father. But tragically, Ro- Romeo and Juliet style, the bullets yeah. in the gun are real. Yeah. And then he... He takes his own life and then, you know, delivers the final kiss. But this is all supposed to be symbolic of Benny Barra getting revenge on Tamaki. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, uh, so Benny Barra, uh, as Tamaki rushes the stage, Benny Barra is like, well, I'm going to kiss her for revenge. But Kiyoya in the, the booth is like, no, that's not happening. Yeah. And he blows up the kiss from episode two. Where Haruhi tripped on a banana peel and fell into someone else's lips. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's Haruhi's first kiss. Yeah. So. Eh. Yeah, so Benny Bar is robbed of that, and she's like, yeah. well, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna kiss her because yeah. it'll piss Tamaki off. Yeah, but Ruka flips out, Tamaki asks Haruhi to jump down, he will catch her. So we get like this ploy of a romantic moment where she jumps down but immediately crushes him. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that would happen. And then the episode ends like extremely comedic, like with everyone fighting over one another. The Benny Barra girls are or the, the the Zuka Club girls are freaking out, like Benny Barra gave her first kiss or was going to give her first kiss to someone who's already been kissed Well, yeah, before. her fans are turning on yeah. her because her fans would have rebelled if that had happened because they they don't want her to kiss anyone yeah. else. So, yeah. And the Zuka Club squares that they're going to have revenge again, but it never happens, Dan. And then some, some of the monkeys throw, like, uh, banana peels. And everyone trips. Yes. And that's the end of that episode. Hmm. They will even put kind of a rushed ending to VH. I, so. I, I did put that down, yeah. Uh, episode 20, The Door of the Twins Open. 
The young Hitachin twins flash back to that young girl asking them to play on that snowy bench. Mm-hmm. As they often do. And I was like, oh, here we go again. They're doing the same plot line again. But I thought this was a very good episode. Yeah, Dan enjoyed it. Um, but uh, this young girl identifies them incorrectly. The two are always together, separate beings, treated as one. We get a flashback episode explaining why they're in their own world and struggle to let anyone else in. Burgeoning on Cruel, Tamaki stops to help them. Yeah, specifically, they there's like a girl who goes to ask... Um, uh, I apologize if I'm getting... Mm-hmm. Is it is it she she's asking Kawaru out or she's asking one of them out? It, well, yeah. I guess it matters, but she she asks one of them out, and they seem this seems to be a recurring thing that they do, where like a girl will get a crush on one of them, mm-hmm. they'll do this little act where it's like, oh, the, the the other twin doesn't like you, would you settle for me instead? Mm-hmm. And then when they confirm that they would, the twins come out as like, oh, you're a terrible person. Yeah. Like You would take either one of us. We're yeah. different people. Yeah. And but they're playing their games. Yeah. Because they've done this multiple times. Yeah. Uh, but this, like, one of the first times they did this, Tam- Tamaki steps in to, to you know, help the sad girl. Mm-hmm. So, uh, In middle school, the twins only talk to one another and ditch anything they deem boring. All of the other kids' parents want them to try and be friends with the twins for... Uh, advancing their own social standing mm-hmm. because they're from the prestigious Hitachin family. Uh, the only person the twins ever truly liked was a maid from their childhood. More on her later. Anne Hathaway. Yep. Even Auntie can identify the boys. Uh, you know what you look like to us, Auntie? A frog. Uh, the maid never tried to suck up to us and was actually a thief trying to rob the twins. Um, she agrees to play with the twins in order to get the combination out of the safe one night. When they wake up and they're like, oh, we can press this button and security will come get us mm-hmm. and ruin our fun. But if you play with us for a while, and if you guess which one's which, then... We'll, we'll... give you the code yeah. to the safe. Yeah. Um, they hide the combination in their piggy bank, but the maid breaks her promise and runs off uh, down a rope ladder. And she tells the twins, like, I couldn't really tell the difference between you, and I don't think anyone will. You're so identical. Yeah. So enjoy that trauma. Well, yeah, they describe that as like having a bombshell dropped on them and they admire her for like her honesty, but they did take that to heart. Mm-hmm. So. I also put down, what anime is this made in? <laughs> like, she's in a different anime. Yeah. Kind yeah of like she's a living a different life right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to know. Uh, so the twin put up twins put up many walls. Tamaki asked the Hitachins to form a host club with him. Tamaki is too beautiful, gifted by God, to not be known. Mm-hmm. He's very, like, hammy at that point. Uh, uh, Tamaki has already asked Kyoya, Honey, and Mori at this point, and the twins don't want anything to do with Tamaki unless he identifies the correct twin in the game they play. They mm-hmm. say, well, we're going to toy around with him. He seems dumb. This will be fun. Yeah, and then in one month, you get one final guess. Yeah, but then... he has to have reasoning yeah. behind which twin is which. Yes. Even though their voices are completely different. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, gathering the kids of high-class families are what the twins are insinuating Tamaki is doing. Yeah, they think that, like, whatever this host club is, it's mostly just a thing about gaining clout. Yeah, and Tamaki takes on the challenge, and he will succeed. The twins are reading young, and are clearly very intelligent. At least we see that Karu is reading young, mm-hmm. thus giving his penchant for philosophy and, you know, psychology. Yes. His, his, his reflectiveness, yeah. I guess. Uh, but... Tamaki's like, oh, well, it's the woman that uses the right hand. They're like, no, both of us are right-handed. You're just guessing randomly here. And then some of the other things we already knew, like we swap our hair parts Mm -hmm. every other day to confuse people. 
Uh, Tamaki signs up the twins for social events. So that's like an indirectly like get out of your shell, go touch grass, mm-hmm. go have fun moment between them. Uh, uh, Tamaki has a feeling about every member of the club. Uh, do, don't they want us to be told apart? We don't know about the twins because he has a conversation with Kyoya about like, oh, these twins, I don't know if they want to be told that they're different or if that they want to acknowledge that they're similar. Well, and Kyoya in his own way provides insight into it because he's, he goes, because it, it's framed like he's not paying attention to what Tamaki is saying, but he, he does offer the explanation like, oh, well, either... They want you to tell them apart, and that's the game. Or the whole game is that you can't tell them apart, and they don't actually want you to. And it's, like, more or less what the answer is. So So it's me and you having a conversation, Dan. Yes. Uh, uh, I know that you're talking. (laughs) Uh, When Tamaki gets dramatic, he's, like, a feudal lord character. Oh, sorry, Tamaki pays a morning call to the Hitachins, and they're like, what are you doing here? Um, They give him the cold shoulder, go into their limo, and I was like, oh, what is Tamaki doing like he's acting like an old feudal lord like that's hilarious yeah like he's he's barking orders and he's like what are you how dare you like that kind of stuff and they're laughing about it the twins laugh but they're becoming bored and they realize that they're fucked up internally Mm -hmm. like oh shit like even this is like wearing thin on us yeah so we have to end it um so the twins canceled the game because they hear tamaki is the school chairman's bastard child which will we will finally come to a conclusion in the last few episodes Mm -hmm. so that plot line's not going anywhere but it's interesting that they found out um and tamaki's real mother has gone missing will be concluded in the last four episodes Mm -hmm. uh we'll learn more about that uh we may be lonely but we have each other that's more than you have damn what jerks uh the twins don't know exactly what they want uh, who could crack the egg and bring the world's revolution, Ben? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, who they are, indeed? <laughs> they are afraid to be hurt, so they use Kingdom Hearts reasoning of <laughs> we'll hurt people to hurt people. Yes. Yeah. To protect ourselves. Um, Tamaki guesses correctly using his reasoning as intuition at one point where they're tearing up a love letter for this girl. Yeah, well, he notices that, um, uh, what it, not, not, not Kiyoya. Uh, other one karu hikaru hikaru i think he says that hikaru is the, the one who always the one who rips the letter yeah. so he's like the aggressive of the two mm-hmm. and he's like he intuitions that yeah uh because being so identical is a talent we should try to work with it and you don't forget that you are each your own person so try and live your own life mm-hmm. even if it doesn't work out um uh you two are always contradictory uh, we could show you our individuality if you have to act the same. When someone guesses wrong, why do you all look so sad? Like, why are you even playing this game in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, the little girl who tried to guess the twins is revealed to have been sorry and is like, oh, don't cry. I didn't mean to, like, offend you. Mm-hmm. I was, like, legitimately trying to guess the person. We see the twins are affected by that. Yeah. So maybe they don't want pity. Is yeah. the, they, don't, they don't want to see that expression again mm-hmm. in another person when they... You know, when they play the game. Yep. They are truly sad no one knows them, but by expanding their world, they can meet new people and hopefully someone will come to know them. Uh, The carriage imagery makes its first appearance, and I put down important for the next episode and an episode to follow. Karo Mm. has this whole thing where Tamaki is driving a carriage, trying to keep the host club together because that's basically his family. Mm -hmm. And one day the carriage is going to break or turn back into a pumpkin. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Good reading young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and developing that theory, I guess. Uh, then we get this weird flashback scene where Haruhi arrives to Ora and is like, Gee, I would like to study here. We get Kiyoya walking onto the sunlight going, My god, it's bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mori and Honey are sitting there like, Oh, we joined this host club. Mm-hmm. And we get this moment where they're all thinking about joining in the next year. 
I did enjoy this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I again, I do think that it, l- it at least provides some insight into you know the subtle ways in which the two of the twins have been made different over the course of this series. Because you you told me in the first episode mm-hmm. to keep an eye out for the twins, how they branch, yep. and they've definitely they mm-hmm. clearly branch. So, mm-hmm. and I, th- I think even like the next episode, like yeah. showcases this. Well, too, they but... get the most episodes. Yeah. So I mean, their character building is. High. Yeah. A lot. And pull. Yeah. Oh, I think it yeah. works. All right. And then we get the title drop at the end of the episode because they show up to the host club and it's like, we're doing this. And Hikaru's like, well, it's just going to be a fun game. And Karo's like, I don't really know about that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try to like change us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why the twins open the door. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, we're just here to kill time. Like nothing's going to, to yeah. come of it, but we know it does. Then we get episode 21, Until the Day It Becomes a Pumpkin. <laughs> uh, Halloween episode, yay! It only came near Christmas Just this Just in time year. for Krimbus, yeah. Uh, I tried. Uh, Tamaki is driving an antique carriage, rides on the grounds of Oron under the full moon. We get more carriage Cinderella imagery where Kar- Karu is the narrator of this episode. Uh, Haruhi and the twins in class 1A are planning a holiday event following exams. Uh, the discussion is led by class representative... Uh, Kazukiyu Soga and Mamoko Kurakano. Uh, Haruhi doesn't really know about these special events at the end of October. Each class is allowed to use an entire day for an event of their choosing, uh, a la Persona, and Renge emerges and claims that all this is far too boring for an, boring for an otaku of her caliber. Yeah, because she cosplays year-round. Yeah. So. This is her favorite holiday. Uh, Renge is dressed as a character from Okidoki Memorial 2, a game that hasn't been released yet, but she, she has connections. On the she inside. got leaks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the host club does all this stuff nonstop. This should be special. We should do something that we haven't done before, mm-hmm. which is a cool idea. Uh, Renge proposes a Halloween test of courage tournament, which I know Dan would immediately flop. I'd be scaring Dan left, right, and center. Oh, please. No, Dan denied. <laughs> he said, I would be scared. If I had to, I'd resort to existential. You know if I came out as the wolfman, you'd be afraid. Right? Yeah. I was trying to think of what, what, what cause we, we considered big fish. Uh, a big fish, yeah. big spider, big spider. Oh, uh, I thought we were talking about uh, Tim Burton's big fish. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I, that too. Yeah. Uh, slug. Yeah. What? What? We no, I would be something of... no so niche. I'd be like, I'm Lydia Tar. <laughs> Aren't you afraid? <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of stupid. But Renge proposes a Halloween test of courage. We're gonna ask for permission to use the school after dark and scare the crap out of each other. Uh, Kazukiyu is clearly a coward. And this should be a team event. Anyone who leaves gets featured in the school newspaper as the captain of all cowards. Yeah. Uh, Kazukiyu tries to get Haruhi to pose, but is, it is unanimous. He goes, like, he locks onto Haruhi, like, does anyone have any objections? Yeah. He Haruhi? does, he does yeah. not want a scary event, yeah. so. Uh, but poor Kazukiyu. Kazukiyo. Yeah, but as we said, we know people in real life who... Are surprisingly easily spooked. I so, uh, we learned that literally last night, Dad. I can't. These can't be friends. <laughs> it's. it's I, I don't know. It, it takes all kinds, it, but some people are very easily spooked. I used to be, but now I just don't care. Yeah. I, now again, I think I've covered this too. I got that out I've of been the way so early. Jaded, yeah. Like I, I got, when I, I when I had to watch like Chucky when I was a kid, mm-hmm. that was like the band aid ripping off of mm-hmm. like horror ah uh, so. it was me with like exorcist <laughs> yeah no exactly we, 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 i think i think when you have one of those things it's like eh. it's, it's just fine. it's just people in gooby masks yeah. it doesn't matter but yeah. uh in the host club all the boys are serving tea and black ambiance 
Yeah. Well, yeah, like they're all vampires. They're all vampires. <laughs> May I nibble your lovely neck? It's doing like a Castlevania thing. Yeah. Uh, the Hitachins are Haruhi are on pre- the preparation committee for the week of their Halloween event. Uh, Haruhi is with us because she's in our class. Tamaki imagines all the prime time Haruhi will spend with the twins being scared like, oh, it's a mummy. I'm scared. Uh, it's Renge as Medusa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm scared, Karu. Hold me. Uh, Daddy doesn't like it. Karu is bringing up the magic bond that the host club shares. And like everyone who hears Karu in this episode is like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he brushes it off. Yeah. But it's interesting. Suddenly, Nekozawa emerges after hearing that the scare tournament is a thing. He's in his element. The Black Magic Club will oblige. Yeah, because Tamaki obviously wants, um, like, to throw a wrench into this somehow so that he can get involved to yeah. come between the twins and Haruhi. Yeah. The planning committee decides costumes should be under 300 yen each. I want to dress as a fish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nek- uh, Renge suggests a doctor should be on site. They're just having, like, background noise and mm-hmm. there's, that I found funny. It was like, if I was a voice actor, I'd be like, I'm going to dress as a horse. <laughs> it's going to be scary. <laughs> um, uh, the planning... They don't even come in costume! No, they don't. They just... Which walk- is disappointing. Yeah, but- they walk around their stupid uniforms. Yeah, we yeah it, it gets hand waved I think at the end because like oh we got we got worried that something had happened so we called off the event but mm-hmm. we don't even I thought it would have been fun to see everyone dress up yeah but uh, yeah. Uh, Kazukiyo talks to Haruhi about being a big chicken uh, used to be me but I'm so jaded into horror now it doesn't matter see I I wrote that in the notes myself oh like, yeah, yeah. Um, Haruhi didn't notice any signs to oppose the motion no telepathic ability. Please let me be on your team, Haruhi. You can't tell the Hitachi brothers, but they overhear and they're like, oh, is someone a scaredy cat? Yeah. And immediately they're like, oh, whose team are you joining? Us four will be a team. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a torturous event for them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mischievous. Uh, Halloween night occurs. It would be pretty cool uh, if this happened at an actual school, but the lawsuits would be astronomical. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, as they are, I think, in... I think I think in real life at things like this you got to sign something before you go in now because too many people have been over scared. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, Kazukiyo is already shitting himself. Uh, the twins tell dumb, fake, scary stories about a girl jumping from the Warren High School clock tower and mm-hmm. haunting the the school. Um, Haruhi tells off the twins. Haruhi le- lends Kazukiyo a book to cope with anxiety that is very old from the library. Just pretend everything is okay. Whistle a cheerful tune and repeat to yourself that you are brave. Mm-hmm. And that will cure your anxiety. Yeah. Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, awful advice. Haruhi gave Kazukiyo a block of cognac jelly on a stick. I really tried to look up this reference here, but I think it's just a weight loss aid. Uh, like, is this a joke? In its honesty, it's the most useless thing. That's what I could compare it to, but apparently you had a better theory Well, I that. just googled something. Yeah. Uh... Konyaku no Yure, the Konyaku ghost of Tenri. Mm-hmm. Uh, this peculiar story comes from Tenri City in the Nara Prefecture. Um, let's see, there's a stone bridge nicknamed the Konyaku Bridge. Long ago, a rice dealer named Magobe was making his way across the city at night, went across the stone bridge. Before he could cross, a female Yure appeared on the center of the bridge with a large piece of Konyaku Oh. Cognac jelly hanging from uh, her mouth. Oh. Terrified, Magobe dropped to his knees and began chanting the name of the Buddha over and over again. When he reached the 99th repetition of the Buddha's name, the bizarre Konyaku uh, Yure disappeared. With the way cleared, Magobe ran home as fast as he could. Uh, he later heard that there had been a married couple in town who had quarreled over a piece of Konyaku <laughs> that had somehow led to the wife's death. 
The details were unclear, nor did anyone know exactly what the woman wanted. Uh, it is said that she appeared from time to time on that bridge, always with the same chunk of konyaku dangling from uh, her mouth. And that stone bridge has always been known as uh, the konyaku bridge to that to this day. Um, so it's like... It's sent a... Okay, so the thing was is that like when you're... If you're crossing, like, uh, it would it would add to the scare factor of, like, if you're crossing over a rickety bridge, mm -hmm. it would obstinately be shaking and wobbling like cognac jelly. Oh. Uh, so that would add to the to the to the scariness. Um, they've been replaced by modern bridges in a lot of parts of Japan. Um, so it's uh, konyaku is a unique Japanese food. Uh, it's like solidified jelly made from the rhizome of the devil's tongue. This is in quotes. Uh, yeah, it's a block of solidified jelly sliced and add, added to salads. Hmm. Um, go figure, I'm almost positive that this is the inspiration for Old Gateau. Oh, yeah! In the Pokemon yeah. games, because you find it in the haunted house, and it's a jelly block. There we go, a connection! Um, we learn on this podcast. <laughs> so... It's like, uh, it's, it's known to get stuck in people's throats, <laughs> jokingly or seriously. Um, maybe that means that the ghost's husband killed her by making her choke on the konyaku. Ooh. Um, so it, it might have been that Haruhi had, like, cheaped out and bought, like, a, like a, a konyaku yeah. on a stick. Yeah. Either for her costume or to be... Uh, you know, to war off a spirit. Yeah. So that's some insight into that. Mm -hmm. We learned, Dad. Yeah, well, we, yeah. Oh, you really did that. You outshowed me on my own episode, huh? I wanted to see. I was curious, yeah. too. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Harvey says, do it for Korokano. Clearly a bond the two had for a long time. Uh, Korokano was into the idea that uh, the twins and Haruhi proposed in the first part. So he didn't really want to go against it. That's why he was so laser focused on Haruhi. Mm -hmm. Kind of trying to interrupt uh, uh, him. Uh, the twins have no powers against... Oh, uh, uh, so the twins realize that he's into Korokano. So they have no powers against him. Being members of the host club, they need to help him out now. Yeah, because like, Tamaki's wholesomeness has rubbed off yeah. on them. And they can't yeah. interfere with Someone's a guy Someone's so pure you can't make fun of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a shadow approaches and Haruhi is freaked out. A skull tumbles down the stairs, not part of the rules. The clock tower witch, a Sayako reference, appears on the top of the stairs. Haruhi and Hikaru are snagged in a net while everyone runs. Mori is Frankenstein's monster, not that scary. Honey has a huge pumpkin head on. I'm the Wolfman! <laughs> yeah. Not that scary. Yeah. Legitimately funny moment. Yeah. yeah. And Nekazawa's attendants shove Karu and Kazu, uh, Kazukiyu into a room and Dem was like, oh, remember them? Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. there, too. Yeah. Uh, all according to Nekozawa's plans, Kiyoya is not joining in, just reading by flashlight. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Hikaru freaks out uh, without Karu in this net. Uh, Haruhi can cut the net with her sewing kits. Maybe she's more girly than she appears. Well, yeah, she's got, like, the little R2-D2 uh, sewing thing with her. So. Yeah. Uh, when you are alone, you are obnoxious, which is true. Hikaru heads to Sexual Awakening Town. Because Haruhi's like, well, we're in this net, and this is the only rope that I can cut to let the net down. Mm -hmm. That's not how nets work. No, yeah, so it's like a it's like a flirt scene between yeah. the two of them. And Tamaki doesn't want this to happen. Karu talks with Kazukiyu some alone time. But, but I do think we need to emphasize that 
part yeah. or like the dynamic in these two things because again it's like one of those things where Haruhi's the only one who's like consistently told the two of them apart yeah. and he's like no no no, no and they no. had that like, date so, yeah. yeah but she's like i don't know you're both mischievous but when you're alone you're, you get you're super, an asshole yeah. like <laughs> snippy what yeah. whereas your brother doesn't yeah. so it's like there's clearly a difference between yeah. the two of you yeah um uh some alone time uh, tamaki doesn't want this to happen karo talks with kazukiyu uh, and he's, like, going off on, like, you know, this is all just part of that same carriage thing. Like, if you like her, tell your true feelings to her. Yeah. Um, I'm dealing with my own shit. Uh, we're, we're going to frighten uh, Korokano so you can come to your rescue. He reveals that the twins are, like, more wholesome than they let on. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really wanted to date her. Uh, Korokano likes Haruhi. And Karo says, well, I don't think that relationship is going to happen. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to change anything right now. And he's like, oh, well, you cast a spell on your own carriage. I'm going through my own same shit like that. And everyone's like, what? what? Yeah, you, yeah, you hope it what doesn't turn back yeah. into a pumpkin. But because, like, it's basically you're, you're comfortable with the status quo and you're not going to yeah. shake the boat anyway. Yeah. Uh, one of these days it's going to change back into a pumpkin. And then I put down, is Karo my fave at this point? Because he's going through a lot of shit. Yeah. He's developing. He is. Yeah, he's being his own person. Um, uh, Hikaru barges in. Uh, left Haruhi behind. The two teams meet up. Who is trying to scare us? Outside, there's a dark figure. It's Belzenef, the cursed. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it projected gigantic yeah. over the greenhouse portion of the, uh, the, of school. the school. Yeah. yeah. And uh, both teams freak out, and all are labeled kings of the cowards. Uh, Korokano hears that Kazakiyo was brave enough to host the tournament for her, and they hit it off. Karo comments that the spell will last a bit longer. Hikaru still cares more about Karu than Haruhi, so he hasn't, you know, matured as quickly as the other brother. Yeah, because he he immediately left Haruhi behind to run off and find. It's like, okay, so you you got out of your comfort zone for a second there, but then you went back to maintain yeah. it. So uh, he lets Hikaru and Haruhi walk off together. I don't know what I'll do when Hikaru goes off on his own. So it ends on a somber note. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit, like what's gonna happen? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, in our last episode of the night. Episode 22, Mori Senpai has an apprentice candidate, which was definitely Dan and I's favorite episode. I, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, the episode begins at the uh, Kasanoda Syndicate's main house and family residence. The young lord Ritsu Kasanoda, in voice by the Zora voice actor. Yes. <laughs> Christopher so you know, Sabat. Yeah. yeah. He's bid a good day by his staff, but he has a face worthy of a gang boss. He also attends Oron and Tetsuya, a younger staff member, doesn't see... Uh, he doesn't as, seem as, as intimidated by Ritsu. Uh, Ritsu has a rival at school who turns out to be Mori, and he swears that today will be the day he confronts him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the host club, the gang are dressed as Ido era samurai, which Dan went, of course. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, and the club is the Ikidaya Inn. Uh, girls find the late Ido era fascinating. Renge gives a mini history lesson, as she is one of those particular fangirls. I could eat three giant bowls of rice, she says, with how excited I am. Uh, uh, Renge suggested to Kiyoya that the host club doesn't have specific roles, so the guests can impress their own character ideas on them. Yes. And make up their own fantasies. And I think that, like, yeah, and then they're, like, they're, we see an example that, like, Haruhi is standing there, like, thinking about what, what's on sale <laughs> Pork at the is on sale store. today, I hope I make it. But everyone's like, oh, she's so evanescent and, and uh, wistful, so. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Mori lunges with a spear at a screen. Mori is flipping out. Is it because we are three-fourths through the season and you haven't gotten an episode yet, Mori? Yeah, I like that. That was good. It was yeah. a good inside show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mori reveals that Ritsu has been spying on them. A surprise attack. However, Ritsu begs Mori to take him on as an apprentice. Uh, Ritsu is revealed to be the head of the Kasanoda Syndicate and is feared by his classmates based on the way he looks. It's Kasanoda, not Kasanova, not Bosa, Bossanova. Yes. Uh, just so you know. Uh, he's always had this mean look since he was a baby. Uh, young Lord, you're gonna rumble? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's reaching for a sword yeah. in, the, in, the, in the background. Uh, and then, in, like, he's training with his father to, yeah. like, master ah, versus, expressions. Ah, and he's, ma versus ma. And he's accelerating, or uh, he's, like, even scares his dad, so. Yeah. Uh, Ritsu just wants to get out with the fellas and play kick the can once in a while. <laughs> which Dan can relate. Yeah. That's all he wants to do sometimes. Uh, he needs some help interacting with other people. And I like Ritsu. I think he should have been... Far more of a steadfast cast member than he turns out to be. He does get an episode after this, and he does make a, a little cameo in the finale. Yeah, he would have made sense as, like, a sixth ranger. I mean, I guess there's been a few of those. Yeah. Like, but, l- but little he troublesome feels, kid. But he feels the most, mm-hmm. like, legitimate out of all of them. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He seems like the type who would be, like, a villain-turned-hero. Mm-hmm. Like, he would play into that trope if they wanted him on the team. Yeah. So, but that, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ritsu says that Mori looks just as mean as me. <laughs> and he has so many friends, so teach me your secrets. And Mori is just horrified in the corner. Like, yeah. do I really look that mean? I just like that Mori gets an episode. Mori is shocked. Mori's decision. Uh, and, you know, while he's calm, cool, and collected, he gives, like, eyes to Tamaki, like, help. Yeah, I don't, don't want to do, do this. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tamaki steps in. He wanted to get involved anyway. You are lacking a lovely item at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mori has honey. If we pair the two, he becomes the gentle older brother character in this scenario. Making him more approachable and uh, making everyone love him even more depth. And most of Mori's charm comes from honey anyway. And Mori is just like, what the... Well, yeah, and then Honey's like, are you renting me? Is that true? (laughs) Mori's freaking out. Are you renting me? Uh, We must fix your fashion. This is a job for the Hitachin twins. Uh, Ritsu comes home looking busted to Tetsuya and the gang. In a scarf, cornrows, and, like, with a teddy bear. Yeah. They're like, what's going on here? Yeah, they're like... And it's enough to damage his reputation with, like, another gang who yeah. are watching. They're like, oh, this guy's the the heir to this clan. Like, we, this is our time to strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone is baffled as two uh, off-screen youths say they're going to get Ritsu tomorrow. And then at this point, I have to bring up, you know, Tetsuya and Ritsu, there's an item going on right here. Like... Yeah. That's clearly a relationship blooming between the two of them. I would say so, yeah. yeah. Definitely by the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, it's a rainy day. The next day as Ritsu greets Mori and Honey, Mori shoves Ritsu out of the way of a planter, falls as a planter falls nearly hitting him. The Wednesday technique, as yep. you said. Yep. So. <laughs> uh, Mori's instincts save the day. Everybody loves him. They think people are out to get Mori-senpai, but that's clearly not the case. Still going on with the makeover, Ritsu and Haruhi talk. Uh, he needs their help. We're both in the same grade. It's a cute relationship that could have made Endgame. Yes. Because he's like, oh, I'm into her. Why am I into her when I think she's a dude mm-hmm. at the same time? And that's fine, too. It's like a play of sexuality going on here. Well, and they connect. Yeah. Because Haruhi is not intimidated by him whatsoever. Yeah, she's got those big brown sparkling eyes. Yeah. She reminds me of a chick. Well, and he emphasizes that guy or girl, everyone is afraid of him, so. Uh, Ritsu and Haruhi talk. He needs their help. We are both in the same very cute relationship. Uh, He reminds me of a chick. 
change the tough guy image with some cat ears. It's a Koronoko ref. Well, yeah, and this is after the guys spend like five minutes at a whiteboard trying to figure yeah. out like a like a strategy to do this correctly. Then they come up with the cat ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still looks mean. This wasn't really a plan. We can make him a, a real kitty ear maid. Maybe that'll soften the effect. Uh, it's a, uh, a Tetsuya walks in. And Ritsu's in a maid outfit and both run off after each other. Like, no, you don't understand what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I'm into these kinky games. Uh, Haruhi and Honey know Ritsu doesn't need an image change. Uh, Ritsu is in the Rose Garden nursing an injured sparrow. And Haruhi finds him there. Another cute moment between these two. Uh, this guy isn't afraid of me at all. Mm-hmm. Because I take care of animals. I was like, oh, this wing is broken. Whatever. Uh, suddenly a paint can is flung at the pair and Honey kicks it away. Stylistically, uh, Haruhi is covered in paint. Yes, but this frightens the bird, which is healthy enough to take off and fly away. Yeah. And, and Ritsu is kind of like, yeah, it, it flew away. That's that's good. That's yeah. what I wanted. So. And the same two goons from the Renge intro episode accuse Ritsu of capturing their, boss, capturing their boss's kid. Mm-hmm. So, like, those same goons from way early on in the series are here. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. those same two kids. Okay. <laughs> uh, but apparently they're with the different boss here. Um but uh, they wanted to... Honey and the club were well aware that Ritsu was the real target, but they didn't want to say anything because they wanted to get to the bottom of this. And then uh, Ritsu is like, you really helped me out. Mori pats Ritsu's and say, we could tell the bad guys just by looking at them. Mm-hmm. Which is like, oh, you didn't think I was a... I'm not a bad guy, Ralph! No, and no, and it's it's a touching little scene. Yeah, it was like, yeah, no, we can tell we can tell who the bad ones are yeah. by looking. So uh, Haruhi goes to change. Tetsuya is the other gang's the Sendo's kid, and he wanted to hang out with Ritsu after he reached out to him when he was kicked out of his own home as a youth. As, yeah. And Ritsu offered him an umbrella. Yeah. So yeah. despite looking scary, he knew from the get go that Ritsu is like a kind yeah. person. I said this relationship is cute too. I wish this was developed a bit more. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, Ritsu accepted a stranger with no doubts. Uh, we all know you're super kind, even with your looks. Allow me to remain by your side. Here's your umbrella. Do you want to play kick the can? And and presumably the entire crew agrees with yeah. this. Like yeah. the the rest of the like his you know clan uh, clan yeah. at home agree with this. Like they it's not that they fear him, they respect him. Like they see that he's a good guy. So. Yeah. yeah, you are a good guy, Ritsu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Ritsu goes off to apologize to Haruhi, who is changing in the host room. Kiyoya brings this up and is like, aren't you all concerned that he's going up there while she's changing? Mm-hmm. And they all freak out. They run upstairs, and it turns out that Ritsu knows Haruhi's secret, because yes. he walks in on her changing. And we'll, cliffhanger. Leave the, we'll leave that cliffhanger until next episode, till the finale, to see what happens. Do you have any thoughts? I really liked this batch, yeah. especially this last one, but I thought they were all really good. I thought that the twin one provided a lot of, um, I mean, I wouldn't say if it, if it spilled, a, like, a lot of depth, but it definitely added, a lot, like, I think they have the most interesting yes. story so far. Yeah. Um, you know, and the Ritsu one was probably my fave so far. Right. Aside from maybe the Kyoyamol one. Yeah, so, ranking the club members, how are we going to do it today? This time, based on this batch of episodes... I will go with... And feel uh, free to rank the twins separately now. Okay. Yeah. I will go... They are their own person, after all. With, uh, Kiyoya. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiaru. Karu. Karu. Yeah. Uh, Hikaru. Mm-hmm. Honey. Mori. And then, for this batch, Tamaki. Tamaki? As the last? For this batch of episodes, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. 
good to see how your opinion changes on these. Yeah. Of course, again, like I, the final ranking will be the most significant. Yeah, we'll That'll have to take the... into account the entire series then next yeah. next time you watch Host Club. That's my plan. Yeah, that's the the, the final ranking will encompass everything. Right. This batch, but well, yeah, I I hope you enjoyed. As always, we've only got four episodes left. Mm-hmm. We will be getting a continuation of this episode, one more Kiyoya episode, and then a two-part finale. Okay, yeah, to end the series off. Wow. Hmm? Well, both we have we have breezed through both of these. It's so. a quick end. Mm-hmm. Some may say too quick. Okay. So I won't champion it as the, one of the best ends in anime. It's good. Well, I'll be, but... I'll be interested to hear your your. Because I'm sure you got stuff to unpack oh, there. I do. So. I do. Yeah. 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 But uh, thanks for staying along for the ride mm-hmm. so far. We've got a few more episodes left. Um, before we go, is there anywhere that our audience can find us on social media, Dan? Uh, you can follow me at King underscore Danis uh, on Instagram, where I promise, promise that I have more artwork to post. This week was just nightmare-ish. Same, busy. yeah. Uh, so I do promise that we have more content coming. Um, but uh, you can also follow us at the Anime Was Not a Mistake Facebook page or the Instagram page, the same name. Yeah. And you can find me, Jonathan Gorkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read on the TikTok and the Twitter. Or Losing My Mind JK on Twitter, uh, uh, on TikTok. I always forget. Uh, if you like the sound of my voice and my internet commentary, please check out my other podcast, Being Nightcaps at the Theater. Which may be coming back now that a big revelation has been revealed to me. After yes. seeing the way Matt and April live. And I was like, oh my god, this broke me. Mm. But it may be coming back at some point. And if you like uh, classic literature, check out Drink and Read the podcast. Mm-hmm. Where will I find the time, though? I don't know. Maybe it'll be a... It'll be like a semi-annual thing. But... You can throw your pocket watch into the Lazarus pit if you want to. That'll, that'll I don't understand that reference, but I appreciate that mm-hmm. reference, Dan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, we've got another finale to come up before Christmas, don't we? We do. Uh, next week will actually be the final batch of episodes for JoJo's Bizarre oh Adventure gosh. Battle Tendency. How quickly it's moved. Um, and thus, the final batch of JoJo's episodes uh, until probably in the near future when we start mm-hmm. Stardust Crusaders. Uh, but but this second, uh, you know, technically the third generations of JoJo's, this part is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. We're going to have five episodes okay. uh, in that batch. Um, obviously, we got two more pillar men to take care of, uh, one of wind, one of light. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the second guy, you might want to fear him most of all because uh-huh. he's got a few more tricks up his razor-bladed sleeve. Mm. Um, and I think, if I remember the, you know, final batch correctly... Uh, we can finally, finally on this podcast, harken back to Temple of Doom and ask whether or not we are sinking or crashing. <laughs> oh. Okay. We hope you'll join us. Mm-hmm. See you there. I'm the Wolfman! Andy! Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. 
Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Sayonara.